Hello, welcome to Views for Vagina. I'm Em. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to this week's podcast episode. Um, so today's topic is periods and it's kind of been on my mind recently um, because I've been super, super stressed recently and I didn't get my period this week for like the first time in a really long time. Now, I'm definitely not pregnant. <laughs> it's definitely not that. It would be kind of fun if it was. I'd probably get a whole new, you know, like, I don't know, maybe I'd get like a religion or something out of it. Like, I always really hope that I, sometimes I really hope that I'm like pregnant and it's not just all the like croissants I'm eating, but alas, that's not the case. <laughs> oh, well, I've been really stressed. So. It's been a very long January. Oh, hon. <laughs> well, it's been a long one for me as well. And I'm really hoping that, um, I'm really hoping that I'll um, get so, mine soon. She aren't flow. So is it you very regular normally? Super regular. So I actually, I was diagnosed with PCOS when I was 15. What's PCOS? PCOS is um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I, you're meant to get kind of like scans of your ovaries to find out if you actually have like cysts on your ovaries. And I never had that. Basically, uh, remember I said my di- dad's a gynecologist. Yeah. I, w- I used to like have really irregular periods. And I wasn't really, I would have like eight months without a period. No baby, phew. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, that would have been awkward around my juice yesterday. I mean, that would have been... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like, a bit of shock. I um, mean, you always read about those people who, like, just don't know they're pregnant. And I... Like, I love that show. I just don't know how how you can get to, oh like, my God. that point where you're just like, I have no idea. Like, I had no idea. There's a child here. Hello. Um, <laughs> no, there's so a show called um, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant and I actually love watching it. But we'll, we'll get to that maybe another week. Maybe we can have a whole week about... Um, I didn't know I was pregnant and I'll just talk about all my favourite episodes. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That'll be so fun for everyone, right? Um, anyway, and and so, you know, like, you get a lot of acne, you're pretty um, female, like, hirsutism, so you can get, like, excess hair and I've always had, like, a very proudly, like, Jewish upper lip. Um, <laughs> not in the, like, character sense, in the there is hair there sense. Um, and um, I got very big and like one of the things with the condition is that it's really hard to lose weight like your metabolism slows down and it's one of those things where when you lose weight it kind of fixes itself Mm. but it actually prevents you from losing weight it's basically like the most fucked up kind of catch-22 you've had um and it's a deeply misogynistic um illness i believe because men can't get it (laughs) (laughs) that is true (laughs) um and basically um, can I just say every time someone says that to me I have this like weird automatic reaction where I want to like do like a not all men comment I don't know where <laughs> no. it comes from but it's literally it's like it happens all the time we're, when we're people will some, say some of those like jokes and I I know they're funny and they're good but in my brain it's like an automatic hold on but what about this we're you, up, you which spent is, too much time on Twitter too much time on You've Twitter turned into the people that I've, turned, I've turned into a troll I want to troll Hannah no, don't this troll episode. me please I want to be friends but I think it's really bad that I do that anyway do sorry I didn't mean we to interrupt can, you we'll learn to self-condition our thoughts maybe yeah. I, I do a lot of I do a lot of self-conditioning I don't thought. know why it's not even like a, it's like a moot point anyway keep going anyway, I'm, sorry. Keep, I'm going yeah. to keep going because this is perhaps more relevant yeah and uh, <laughs> um, basically um <clears throat> I wasn't getting my period ever. And then I always assumed because of that that um, 
that I had really irregular periods. Oh, so the reason I mentioned my dad is my dad diagnosed me because he was like, you're really fat, you're hairy, you've got acne, <laughs> and your period never comes, so this is probably what so, you've got. So nice so nice pep talk from dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loving. Um, <laughs> all, you know, I always felt so loved. You must have felt great um, after that. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Onwards and upwards. <laughs> it was, let's say, it was a difficult period of my life, and... Um, it is actually something I'll talk about another week um, for sure when we start talking about some like body image issues and so on. Um, but um, I like get really excited when my period comes because for me, it's very much a sense of you're not, there's nothing wrong with you anymore. Um, and I've been having, I always thought my period was really regular and then I got like six, it must be over six months ago now, I got like one of those apps to just track it because I was always really surprised when my period came. I'm like, oh, hey, because like I never like really noticed when it was coming because I kept telling myself it's, I kept telling myself it was, um, that it was, you know, gonna not come on time. And it turns out I have like super regular, I'm always between like 25 and 35 days. Um, So it's basically like almost exactly every sort of three and a half weeks. And then... I'm like coming up, I must be like coming up to like 38 days now. And I'm like, where are you? But then secretly, please don't come until at least Tuesday because I'm going swimming on Monday. So <laughs> I'm like, I want it to come. You I'm can go swimming on like, your period, on. I know, but I really hate tampons. I, okay. I just, I, I have like a deep fear of like getting toxic shock syndrome. And also I never really learned to put them in right. I was never allowed to use tampons at home. I My mum also was always terrified. She used to tell me that tampons gave me cancer. And I was like, you need to start reading Daily Mail. But also like, why why would tampons give you cancer? And she used to well, have this they're thing. They're bleached, they're bleached. Well, don't, don't reinforce <laughs> this idea. No, <laughs> I, I do, but you can get like toxic shock syndrome and shit. Yeah, but you, I mean, yes. I mean, you can and people do. I won't, but like also it's people quite unlikely. stuck up there. I heard, I, want, I heard, yeah. well, I remember when I was, I interviewed, I didn't get into Oxford, probably a good thing. I don't think I'm like really the type, to be honest, but I interviewed for Oxford University when I was 18 and I remember being so shocked because someone else in my school also interviewed and in the college where she interviewed, someone had had to be taken to the hospital in the middle of all their interviews because they had, had like a tampon that got stuck up there and she realised it had been up there for like two weeks or something and I was just kind of like... Well, how do you suddenly realise? How like... do you for two weeks? What so? What difference did it make for those like twenty five minutes that she was in her interview that she had to stop I everything? I really don't know. I Surely, was... if it's been in there for two weeks, it's probably just like I also moulded like... to one of the walls of your vagina by that point. Well, I think that's probably also quite dangerous. But I think that um, what I really thought was strange was like, did she just suddenly was she in an interview and all of a sudden she was like, they asked her a question and she was like, fuck my tampon's still up she, there, yeah. <laughs> shit. Like, I mean, I spent ages trying to imagine like actually what was the what was the moment what was the trigger God and, and maybe what was we she what was she um, interviewed for history. history so what could it be it could have been something maybe about the time of Jane Austen and what were the challenges that women were facing oh, like... oh they didn't have sanitary products oh shit my I'm trying to think of some sort of historical maybe moment it could have been like oh god childbirth maybe they asked you about childbirth no but baby's not going to come out when you've got a tampon up there no but maybe she just started thinking about the thinking womb about and the, the uterus womb. the vagina oh yeah there's something still in my vagina oh shit something's in mine um yeah no well I I actually don't get my period anymore at all which is because um I'm on this uh I'm on the implant which is the implant on which is this uh, little bar that you put in your arm and then you can can pretend... I feel it yeah I don't know if you can feel it through my jumper uh I'll take it off then take off my jumper <laughs> yeah. we're all friends here yeah um okay so Hannah's just it's just there here yeah oh and it, yeah it feels like you've been microchipped 
like a dog. Gosh, I feel it's like a, a little dog. bit kind of like um, Terminator, isn't it? Yeah, it I've is. I've actually never seen Terminator, but I thought that was a reference people I, understand. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually a big X Men fan, so I kind of like think that maybe it's like an X Men thing. Um, it also oh, just yes, means I that... like the X Men because there's that Jewish bit with the Holocaust. There is that Jewish bit with the Holocaust. Like yeah, I'm really sympathetic they're also, to Magneto. They're also to me too. Yeah, <laughs> also, it's Gandalf, and I like him. Yeah, it's true, but Ian it's all McKellen. it's also like they're mutants. They're not superheroes. They're kind of like you know underdogs. It's good. Anyway, and they're we'll, all kind of a little bit queer. All well, a bit queer. I feel like Super queer. we're we're getting off track, but well, I, yeah. I, I do like that. But um, it's a really interesting experience because basically, since I've been on this, which is about two years, I just don't get my period at all anymore, and. I, which is great on one level in that, you know, I, I generally find my period to be a bit of a pain. And like also um, I re- learned recently that women in the UK are on average spend £18,000 over the course of their lifetime on their periods, which is ridiculous. Wow, that's um, a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And it's also there's big issues around the fact that, you know, we don't, you know, sanitary products are not made available in like homeless shelters, for example. And they're like mm. very expensive. And obviously the whole tampon tax thing last year. But it is also this weird thing where you don't have that regularity. So even if I am like... I have like for example had sex with someone there is always that like slight worry that I will become one of these women that doesn't realize that they're pregnant until like I'll seven months down the line but I did have this really funny moment a few like I did get it um for the first time in like a year um like a few months ago and I was really really hungover and I woke, woke up and went to the bathroom and I looked down and there was all this blood and I all I could think was like oh my god what did I do last night like like what's wrong with me what did I drink and it took like 10 seconds for it to compute oh no this is actually has something that happens to women every month like this isn't a big deal but it was I was so first of all I was so embarrassed I was like I went ah oh. <laughs> My flatmate was like, are you all right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh. But then also got all of my sheets and I ruined my sheets and that was very annoying. Oh, well, I mean... Because I didn't think it was coming. Vanish oxystain. Vanish oxystain, yeah. Someone yes. also said cold water, not hot water. Cause that, yeah. yeah, no, you do. Well, the thing is, I'm quite well versed in stains because um, I started, you know, when my period does bloody turn up, um, I do... <laughs> I do um, I get quite nervous sometimes about using sort of sanitary pads and stuff. I've got like a history of like a lot of issues with my bladder, so like I don't like having like stuff there. I'll talk about my bladder another time. There's so much great fun stuff to come, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys, just wait. Uh, like, you have no um, idea. <laughs> uh, you really don't. No. Uh, <laughs> Neither do uh, we, to be fair. That's um, <laughs> okay. But um, I kind of like sometimes, like I'm actually part haemophilia, like my mum's sort of got blood disorder so I'm quite runny and all of that which is you know very nice because I'll go to the toilet and there's just it's all over me like I, I sometimes worry if I'm on my period and um it's not like a disabled toilet that like I do come out of the bathroom when I'm on my period with like kind of blood oh gosh quite a lot yeah. everywhere because it, it's it's runny and it kind of I actually I actually find the like composition of period blood really fascinating like I find it I like, I'm going to come across as like really weird now, but I like, I like... I'm just it. not sure where you're going with this. That's why I'm giving you this look. <laughs> no, the thing is, it's like mine. It's kind of like, it sort of, it sometimes there's sort of like blobby chunks. And, yeah. And they get, in, like, of course it gets on me. I like sort of stretch it out and see how far it goes. And I like find the viscosity like really incredible and fascinating and and I, I like really find it interesting and I've like there's some artwork where 
they sort of took those kind of globby bits and they put them in water and they took photos of how they spread through the water. And I kind of like, there's a side of me that's like, I really want to make my own like period portrait and you're I mean, looking at me I just know find... I, I know I, I think it's like interesting because I feel like in terms of it's looking at it from like a sort of wider societal thing I feel like there's so much disgust and shame around this yeah. this process that you know 50% of the world go through which is like completely normal 52 52% percent are important yeah that's true um <laughs> don't be that, minimizing that, that's why we're single don't be minimizing all the women in the world now um, <laughs> Um, you know, there's something that, you know, 52% of the world go through as a completely natural, normal process. Mm. And yet there is so much like wider idea within our society that this is something that's gross, there's something that's supposed to impede us, something that makes us unclean or unhygienic or whatever. And I I feel like, you know, why shouldn't you go and make a, you know, a a portrait out of your old period blood? Like, why is there anything wrong with that? And I, I do think it's fascinating. And I, um, because I was mentioning, you know, I don't always like using all the product, um, sort of like when it's coming towards the end of my period or like after the first couple of days, because it's really, really quite heavy, I'll, um, or not heavy, just runny. Yeah. Different things. I don't have like a large volume. It's just that when it's there, it kind of gets everywhere and there's a lot of cleanup that has to happen. Um, my flatmates, like, don't even know what a good flatmate I am because they don't even know the extent of, like, cleaning and tidying up I do. <laughs> but I could literally leave everywhere like a death but, scene. But they might just think, yeah, they might just think there's been a murder in your flat. I mean, you would think that. You would think that, but you know, I'm actually secretly like an incredible housemate, and they just don't even know that like, I'm so under bloody, I'm so underappreciated, and no one even knows. But anyway, um, so I started free bleeding, which is basically when you just bleed for your clothes, and I appreciate like it's not feasible for everyone. It's really not feasible for everyone. Yeah, I don't think I could have done. And like, I've never like bled through onto my like I've like I've sometimes bled through onto the inside of clothes, but I've never bled through like uh. you know you hear stories of like people getting up from a chair and there's like blood on it, and like I've never ever had that. So evidently, I'm runny, not heavy, which is fine with me. And and at the weekends, I really do enjoy like um I'll just put on black leggings and just bleed through and like. Yeah, there will be quite a fair amount of dry blood on the inside by the end of the day. Also... I don't mind having blood kind of running down my legs. Like, I, I, I just... I, I, I've i always wondered why people mind it so much, because... Well, I think it could probably make some people feel a bit, like, physically just a bit uncomfortable in terms of, like, no, having sure. things that are damp. I suppose maybe I've just always been a bit contrary. Yeah. Um, and I, I just quite like it, and I kind of like... Maybe it's because for such a long time I didn't get it, and it wasn't, like, a choice. Um... Yeah. It, the reminder almost that I have it there. And I also, I don't really get... I might get, like, bad cramps like, on the first day. And, like, by bad, it's like, oh, it's an annoyance, I'll eat a banana. Maybe that will help. Like, it's never been that painful a banana? Yeah, they're really good, like... Cause really? About potassium or some shit, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but either way, like... Um, I hate bananas. Like, I re- maybe that's oh, why my period oh, is I really, so terrible. I even have earrings with bananas on. Actually, I, don't like, I don't mind their shape, I just don't like to eat them. Important, um... You don't mind their shape. <laughs> of, course, of course you don't. No. Uh, um, but actually, so That's I have a... Freudian a, slip of the frauds. When I... I have like a little game. Maybe we can play it very briefly for two minutes. Um, so I believe that everybody has a soul fruit. Oh, okay. Then I, I have a story a to do with fruit. bleeding. Sorry. Um, everyone has a soul fruit. Everyone has a soul fruit. So everybody in this entire world has a fruit. So which... Their inner soul and their personality, their characters and everything can essentially, if you think hard enough, be reduced into a soul food. Right. And mine Food is, or fruit? 
fruit. Okay. As in like five of your day. Okay, yeah. Because here we're not in Scotland, there's five a day, not two a day. Anyway, um so my um my soul fruit is very definitely a banana. Because A Because <laughs> you like the shape. <laughs> it's actually not to do with the shape. Okay. Um I'm I'm this is serious. Yeah. You're laughing. I am. I this is deeply serious. This is not about period. So I am a banana because <laughs> yeah. I'm very bright. Yep. Not I'm not talking about like in the head, but I am a little bit also bright there, so that's fine. I've got a masters, man. But it's, you know, I am a little bit bright in the head, but I mean bright as in like I'm quite loud and I wear bright colours and I'm quite bold. Like I'm wearing a neon green sort of like what is this, a vest? I'm wearing a vest and it's neon green. It's maybe I shouldn't wear it so much actually. But anyway, um and um I'm often quite socially inappropriate. You know, like, I talk about things that people think are socially inappropriate and I often say things at the wrong time. I also, um, I I can be peeled open very easily. Mm. Like, I, I become very open. Anyway, I believe everyone has a soul fruit and my, my ask to you, Em, is for the next podcast, I would like you to think... Of my soul fruit. Of what your soul fruit is. That's and good. I encourage all of you listeners to yeah, actually... Yeah, Because it really encourages, like, a deep... Like a really an amount of self development, and and I think as women we could (laughs) I think we could be empowered. Yeah, I think we could be empowered by by the fact that we're different. Anyway, um, and 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 when it comes to something like a period, I think that if we had a soul fruit, that you know maybe it would help us remind ourselves because you know some women do struggle with their periods and it is like um or not women some people who have periods, um you know, find them difficult to manage with. And yeah. perhaps if we had a moment to think back to our soul fruit, we would, it would get us through the, the day. Yeah, and I think that like, I don't know. I I feel I just I feel like the thing that sort of really struck me about why I feel like it's an important thing to talk about more publicly is, um, yeah. I just I just talked to these sort of young women once, and they were just telling me about how gross mm. their periods were, yeah. and uh, you know how it was so embarrassing, and how it meant they couldn't do things, and right, right, right. And I think that you know, I mean, I I remember that <laughs> I was I I was gonna what I was gonna say earlier was I used to do this thing where I um when I got my period where I just decide that now it was done, even <laughs> even if it like, even if it carried on for a couple of days, I was like, nope, it's over now. <laughs> and I, just, and I would just like not bring any like. That products to work with me being like no it's over and then they get to a point where they're like no it's not denial, over perhaps. denial denial I'd be like no I'm done I have things to do this morning and this afternoon I don't have to be worrying about this and then I'd have to go to my colleague and be like I need some tampons uh anyway see this is another thing actually is that I I um people get very like it's like do you have a do you have a tampon <laughs> I do, can't do you have a period, a period have I can't whisper <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can whisper. I can't, no, no, but I, I can't whisper. I either, sorry, no, no. Like, I either, I don't think, am I whispering? I can't really no, hear you're not whispering whisper, right so now. Easy. I either kind of, like, breathe through my words, or I just say them. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> I, I, I have no way of being discreet, and I'm not particularly, I've never really tried to be discreet about periods, because I do think it's super important we talk about them. Um, but um, I've always found it weird that like you can be in a group full of women, but even in like sometimes even in um a group of solely women, other women will still be secretive about asking, can I borrow a tampon or a pad? And I never have been. I also 
I will like if I need to go to the toilet with a tampon, I'll just hold it. Yeah, no. I'm we'll... just like I'm not willing to kind of pretend that like it should be a secret. We had and... a big conversation about this with another group of women. I was talking about, about like different strategies people have at like work yeah. at university yeah. when they need to go to the bathroom with their tampon. And I'm like, why don't you just 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 carry it just, <laughs> just, just carry it well I did used to sometimes stick it down my bra but my school uniform was like a um, button up shirt so it wasn't really that convenient and I, I probably see this is why pockets are a feminist issue like, yeah. pockets are a fucking feminist issue they're one of the most important issues and we just ignore it why do they not make women's clothing with fucking pockets because you know why we have to put things in shoes in bras in shoes what in, are you putting in your shoes if you have a boot Oh, and, and you put your tampon in there. Bloody hell, that's a genius. Down the side. But I... That's a lot of effort. Yeah. What if, and, and this but is that's why the, pockets the, are the worst thing in the mall I could think. And is also, like, what handbags. It's a conspiracy. They want us to buy handbags. Yeah, for sure. They want us to do all these things. And it's just... I, I really think, you know, I could talk about pockets for days. I'm not going to. No. Because I, I want you to stay my friend. But I, I talk about it a lot at work to the point now where when someone ever makes someone a point about a pocket, everyone says, don't let Hannah hear it. My, and then I hear that and I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, my ex's, um, my ex's friend always used to say that if, you know, if, tamp- if, if, if men got periods, um, we would have like had a solution to the fact that they can be quite uncomfortable and that, you know, they happen every month and that we need, like, and I, I have this theory about yeah. childbirth as well. I just feel like if men... Um, gave birth we just have a alternative to like literally either having a like vagina ripped in two or having someone have to cut through your body to pull the baby out like we would have just figured out a different way of doing things that was like more efficient and less painful and like just like no no and we wouldn't and we and it wouldn't be this thing where it was like oh women should just go through this because it's our rite of passage as adult like what the fuck is that about like why was having our bodies ripped apart has to be something that we need to do because it's part of our journey as people like <laughs> fuck that anyway that's a separate issue no, no, I, like, know, I feel like you really needed to express that I, I have I'm proud of you for my like, only yeah putting that out because I, like, I feel really... like you look like a whole new person now. <laughs> <laughs> um, um well what I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna say so, yeah and no, I was gonna talk about the first, when I when I was a why are we talking about this when I was a teenager um the fact, I remember I, I got my period and I wasn't very I got it in the middle of the night and I remember being like quite freaked out and then but then my mum let me stay home from school so that was really good and I, I stayed home from school a lot because um, my parents were pretty like I think it was back just before it became like quite strict in regards to educational attendance because I was literally off school all the time and then if my twin sister was ill I got to stay home as well it was amazing but um, I remember I, called, I had this like um, light brown like beige school uniform and I remember, Sounds, I, you know, yeah, it was horrible. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> we were literally. It was like beige. It was so embarrassing. Anyway, but I had my period. Beige of... is just not a practical color for children to be wearing. No, absolutely about. not. But I don't I... know who thought about. But they genuinely <sighs> never thought about anyone who has to ever wash a uniform. No, absolutely not. And then, but I had my period, and I was just wearing a pad, and it was quite. I guess it must have been quite like a bumpy bus journey home. But I got up to get off my stop at my stop and I'd bled all over the back of my uniform. And like, I remember this so clearly and I was so embarrassed and I had to like, and I I started crying and everyone on the bus was like looking at me or like whispering, it was horrible. And then my mom (laughs) came to pick me up and she was like, get over it, it's just a bit of blood. (laughs) Get in the car. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) 
was horrible. But then we had to throw the uniform away because it didn't come out. So then yeah, it was also it expensive. It's exactly. That's why beige is wrong. <laughs> I also think beige is a colour that we should just... I think we should have like a new law against beige. Yeah. It doesn't... It should not be allowed anywhere. Well, who wears beige? It shouldn't be allowed on walls. shouldn't be allowed on clothes. shouldn't be allowed in food. shouldn't be allowed anywhere. Beige is a bad colour and I ban it. Mm. Um, no, I, um, I remember the first time I got my period... And I remember, like, being really disappointed because, obviously, like, the first time it's kind of, like, brownie. Mm. Like, it, it, it wasn't very big. And I, I was stuck between, like, oh, shit, like, people go on about how awful this is and I don't really want to have to deal with this. So, like, I have to deal with this and I can't even do it properly. Mm. And, and I remember just crying and then sitting on with my mum and being like, oh, it's here. And I don't really remember it being a big deal. And they were like, yeah, cool. And, and yeah. Well, I guess if your dad's a gynecologist, he's probably like... <laughs> yeah well I mean I don't remember talking to about my dad I actually don't really remember being like, open with my dad about it for a while and then I realised like when people asked me at school like, can you ask your dad this and I was like oh my god my dad knows all this stuff I, I could... and I remember people would ask me things like oh will you ask your dad like I got you know my period three times in two weeks and I also think they maybe just had been counting wrong or something. I don't mm. know. That just, how can you have it three times in two weeks? Because it's all—it's like three, well, four, three just to going. five days. I think you've just had like a, a really, really long period. period. Or like just a lot of spotting. But anyway, and every time I'd have to be like, tell them to go to the sexual health clinic. And I'd go back and I'd say, he said to go to the sexual health <laughs> clinic. And they'd go, oh, well, which one should I go to? And I'd say, oh, dad, which one should they go to? And he'd go like, Google it. Google it. No, and I'd helpful. have to go back and say, Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> Um, and then I never really I always wanted to hear like how they got resolved but I never did and and I kind of feel like it's a whole lot of stories that I only knew the first half to um, you know I could have learned so much about the people around me but I never mm. did mm. Um, cool interesting and I think uh, one more thing to pick up on yes yeah, sorry uh, that was me being it's, it's a bit late about, here <laughs> yeah we're I'm quite very tired, tired. <laughs> we both have very tiring weeks and we apologise <laughs> Um, well, actually, why should I apologise? I've had a really tiring week. I came off crazy medication, which is making me super tired. And it didn't, like, I thought that when you stop taking a pill, all the effects just stop. No. And, like, it doesn't. I'm still really tired. I still want to sleep all day. And, like, I'm not really, like, sleeping all day kind of girl. So, like, it's it's been trialling, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, um, I think... Um... I wanted to kind of... I wanted us to kind of pick up a little bit on the... Like, we've been talking about tampons and all of that, but, like... Firstly, that blue liquid. What is that blue liquid? No, but like that blue liquid is just wrong. Firstly, what are you talking and, about? You know, in adverts when they're selling. Oh pad, right, okay. It's like, also, it's the same thing for nappies. I was like, if like, your period's blue, that's probably a big concern. Pardon? I thought you were trying to say that your period was blue. No, was like... my period isn't blue, but that would be quite fun, like a slush puppy. Yeah. But it's not. Um, that blue liquid is seriously misleading, might I add. And secondly. The fact that, you know, they're called hygiene products. Like, I really... Feminine hygiene products. The feminine yeah, bit feminine, is quite I important. really resent that because it's like... Because soap's I'm a hygiene sorry, product. Our bodies are inherently dirty. Like, that's some medieval stuff right there. I also just don't know why they can't call them tampons and pads. Like, that's the thing I find bizarre. Or period like, products. Or period products. Because, like, you're in a pharmacy. It's not, you know, you don't you don't need to be euphemistic in a, in a pharmacy. What do they call the, um, like, condoms in pharmacies? Condom, oh, contraception. No, is it contraception or sexual health? Like even they even I mean, I don't know, but I just think there is something quite, there is something really pernicious and dangerous about this idea that women are inherently un- like dirty in sort of their yes. natural form, and I think it's like a really internalized 
like misogynist idea because it's something that we can never really get away from like we can't it's not something that we can we can't control i mean you can to some extent but you can't like stop that part of your self happening from happening and have you seen it there and were it's, like, it's a control thing yeah have you seen like there was on i was reading some really funny memes on twitter where like someone had tweeted like oh why should like tam why shouldn't like tampons get tapped like they just women just need to stop pissing themselves oh yeah was, like no, that um, was that was like a, that was a real tweet that was yeah like, it was a real tweet it. like there were loads of men who like think that women they don't realize that like bladders and urethras exist and they think that women are just like I mean, I think that Pissing man was particularly idiotic. But yeah, yeah they no, are. For sure. I, I just I, did it again. I just did the not all men thing it's again. Just, I find it. Yeah, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm pleased that even the men in this listening have someone on their side. I know. You know, you're there for them. Oh, you face. Jesus Christ. We it, we, it's only 9.30. What's wrong with me? Anyway. Uh, no, but sorry, continue. You're just I obviously over, overly empathetic to the point of just absolutely no reason. My my granddad used to say that men are really scared of women because they, they bleed and they don't die. And I feel like that's maybe the... Maybe that's the I'm fundamental... I'm sorry, have like, they never had a paper cut or anything? No, but in terms of we bleed regularly and we don't die and we're fine. And I think it's all about a power struggle. I think that is like the, the beginning of like patriarchal control of women and their bodies and how we understand ourselves yeah i don't disagree with you to be honest i can't really disagree with that no you can't really no. you. um and i i you know love your I, period everyone that's I the do, important thing i do find it absolutely fascinating how much it scares people because i also find it fascinating how much people think it's just like normal blood because obviously it isn't no and like it's a fine it's a, it we don't, don't teach boys we don't teach anyone we about don't teach period, anyone really. about it and this is what you know we we're talking about um a few weeks ago when we were talking about, um, you know, how how we, we people don't know what vaginas look like, don't know what the parts of the vagina are called, you know, the fact there's a gland there that no one remembers the name to name of, um, and and it's all really in the to vagina, do... in the vulva, darling. Yeah, but you mean from the vulva diagram? Yeah, the vulva yeah, yeah. diagram. You know, like it, it's it, it. I find it so demoralising actually that we do we do, we do have this whole you know, caught up, ugly, emotional mess that's kind of a padlock on actually women accessing the healthcare they need, the, the products they need. And, I, you know, and I I think that I'm in a lot of these internet groups, you know, like Facebook groups where people are discussing stuff around periods and vaginas. And, and the fact that these things have to take, you know, they we're being we're we're having to find these other spaces to talk about something that that's so universal but they're always secret groups and in secret the secrecy is still oh. is still you know such a key thing not for everyone but the fact that in order to be accessible to a majority of people mm-hmm. that there has to be something that is that is you know guarded around it to make people feel comfortable and i i'm it's fine if that's what we need at the minute but it is a shame that we can't you know that children do not grow up in an environment where you know they're used to seeing or hearing about these things i mean one of my earliest memories actually is going swimming and i remember like like obviously like my mum took me and my brother swimming and when you're a kid and you go into like a family changing so it's kind of like a big toilet sort of thing um and i remember my mum like taking a tampon in and out when we had to go swimming and and like it stuck with me and and i you know i well, I it mean, was normal, and but it be, there's a point where it's not seeing that 
either never happened for some people or stopped being normal for others. But I also think there's like a, I mean, it's, it's a similar argument that's made a lot about sort of like sexual health stuff around contraception and this idea that I think like we don't think a lot about how the research we ha- we do in terms of like scientific research or stuff is like can still be incredibly gendered. And, and I have a friend who sort of, she does a lot of scientific research and she sort of talks about this. And I think that even though I was sort of ranting about it earlier, I think there is something really inherent about the fact that we don't, appreciate or prioritize or respect the experiences that people with vaginas go through in terms Mm. of like what happens to our bodies and there's no funding or interest really i think in how do we like alleviate like because as much as i I don't mind having a period and i think you know and everyone should do it it's an important natural it also can be really difficult and debilitating for some people and it can be really painful and it can be very frustrating and i think there is an element of like why aren't we thinking about how do we you know make this sort of very regular thing that happens to 52% of the world, something that's like man- like more manageable or, you know, maybe less um, uncomfortable or whatever. I just think there's so many different elements of this idea that like, because it's something that happens to people who predominantly identify as women, that it's something that, you know, isn't sort of worth investigating or exploring. Yeah. And I think also there's an element of confusion because for something that is universal, for so many people, the experiences that people have are so much different. Like the fact that I, you know, I have friends with endometriosis, or you know, who yeah, their sure. period every week is really debilitating. And and like, I mean, I I can't really relate to that because, to be honest, because like my period either been something that just didn't come, or when it did, it was just not. It wasn't really that painful. And and so I think, you know, how do you how do we how do we pull together all these stories and and how do we actually make it a call to celebrate um it's another thing that we have as diversity among us like how do we find the parts of it in which you know we can relate to women in a completely different part of the world because there's an element of our stories and our journeys that are similar um you know but bearing you know maybe another week we should actually have a think about talking about you know some of the issues in the developing world i have a couple of friends who you know have done some incredible work with women in the developing world around stigmas around periods and taboos mm. and actually we're in a very privileged position in the western world of, of although we have many of these taboos and we are subjected to a, you know a level of oppression that's you know societal and very kind of ideological um but you know for some women that goes several steps further and and, and really you know causes complete ostracization you know and, and it has like a hugely damaging impact on their ability to really advance at all in the communities they live. Yeah, I mean, I think it also be. I mean, we'll probably do this later in terms of like, like vaginas and religion. But I think there's also a very interesting religious yes. argument around like these ide- this idea of uncleanliness is you know also like about power and obstructing sort of people from becoming you know leaders in certain religious communities and that kind of thing. Um, that's probably enough for today. Yeah. Say. Although, can we do a last minute, the last couple of seconds? Can we do a roundup of some of our favourite euphemisms? Yeah. Um, do you want to start? You yeah. Go, well, so, let's, let's keep going. Okay. Let's see start. how many we can come up with. Yeah. The blob. On the rag. Parting of the Red Sea. Parting of the Red Sea. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Um. Uh. Was it a visit from? Oh, what's it called? Auntie Flo. Visit from Auntie Flo. Aunt Flo. Yeah. Aunt Mother Flo. Nature. Mother Nature. Time of the month, obviously. Crime scene in my pants. Crime scene in my pants. Yeah, I've got some good ones, haven't I? Yeah, I don't know how many more I have. Um, oh, um, uh, in the red. That's probably one. In the red's good. Um, spotting. Spot. Spotting, but spotting's the thing that happens. Yeah, I know, but some people also call it spotting. Okay. Um. Uh, 
I actually can't think of any more. Menstruation is one. Oh we yeah, oh my period. Said yeah. The word menstruation. No, we haven't. Um, time in a month. Monthlies. Oh, did you say that? Oh. Monthlies. I find the monthlies one really weird because it's like monthlies also like you know people get monthly eye contacts. Like contact lenses. The monthly, I think, is also like, a very prominent political um, magazine in Australia. Oh, yeah, is it? Gosh, oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> they should know that it's a slang for... There was something else that's a good slang. I can't remember now. Like PMT time? PMT time. or PM... Do you call it PMS or PMT PMS. now? PMS. I think it could be either. One of them was the old version and one of them was the new, but I can never both, remember. I, both I like know very little about. Um. Okay. Well, what we'll do is if we think of any more, we'll post them on our Twitter and our... Uh, we don't have a Facebook page, but Twitter. And we'll maybe them... one day. Maybe one day <laughs> when we have time to make one. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to write to us, we have a, an email. It's vforvaginapodcast at gmail.com. That's vforvaginapodcast at gmail.com. Email us with, uh, maybe if you have any um, great period stories or period facts you want us to know, um, we can read them out. Um, we can you can also find us on Twitter at v, v for vagina, um, so please follow us, um, and that's also where we'll start broadcasting when we've released a new podcast. This podcast should come out every week, every Tuesday. Um, hopefully, it's been doing that thus far. Um, but yeah, uh, but please listen to us on SoundCloud, like our like it on SoundCloud as well because that boosts our numbers. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, have a wonderful week. Wonderful week. Right, bye.